We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know how to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is you could get all this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance into this program is limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Three-point game. Does he try to miss this, Kenny? Get a rebound, throw up a three? I would think so. Yeah, that's what he did. Not enough time time left. And that will do it. So the Knicks, even their record at the 500 mark. Finally reaching that elusive 500 mark. Knicks now 17 and 17. They defeat the Indiana Pacers 110 to 107. Yeah! <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, you wanted composure? No. There's no composure here. We don't do composure. I don't even know what composure is. We're a 500 team? What, are we a, play, are we a, a four seed right now? 
Holy shit! My daughter woke up like 10 minutes ago. She came down the stairs. She lays down with my wife watching the game. She's looking at daddy, jumping up and down. She's daddy's crazy. What's going on with daddy? He's jumping up and down. He's go waving his arms around. Ah. Oh. It's sweat for it's bur the bourbon is the sweat. It's the bourbon is coming out of the face. Oh man. Got to calm down here. Got to calm down. It's the emo it's it's all flowing. New York City Rich with the first comment that I'm going to read. No, RJ Slander, he got us this game. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Look, um, I, we'll talk about Frank. Obviously, we'll talk about Randall. We'll talk about some other guys. But this was RJ Barrett's game. This was RJ Barrett's game all the way through because we have seen two types of Barrett games in his career. We've seen Barrett games where he clearly has it going. He's feeling it and it's good. Everything's it's performing the whole thing. And then we've seen games where he doesn't have it and he forces it and it's just not there. But unless someone could remind me of one, and I'm sure if we went back, maybe we'd find something, but we have yet to see a game where the stuff that Barrett wants to do is not working. Fast breaks weren't working tonight. He had a couple, you know, not so pretty drives. He had a couple, you know, some ugly contests or that rather his shots were contested. That was a little ugly. But, but, but he did not let it get to him. And he stuck with it. He did not let it affect his shot. Obviously, the three-pointers were positively massive. Every one of them was massive, but especially the late one. And more importantly than that, as the game got down the stretch, he, for those couple of possessions, took command of the offense. And um, even the turnover with RJ or with um, Reggie Bullock under the basket, that was a great pass. RJ patiently surveying the defense. Bullock came open, hit him in the hands of the pass. Bullock just dropped it. Um, that's not on RJ. RJ finding Randall for the three on the previous possession. Beautiful stuff. Just that's the version of RJ that I would have I want to see more and more and more and more. The one who is patient, doesn't force anything, uses his physicality to his advantage, draws fouls, kicks out to shooters, um, and is there at the same time in his capacity as like a garbage man, right? What do I mean by a garbage man? I mean the guy that came in, flew in for an offensive rebound in the first half and the putback dunk. R.J. Barrett can do stuff like that constantly. That's the version of R.J. Barrett that I want to see. And I think tonight, in a lot of ways, even though it was not his best game, and look, yes, he missed two free throws at the end. I'm not going to kill him for it. Um, it, it's, it happens. He's still 20. All that will do is it will make him go in the gym and, you know, shoot a thousand more free throws um, the first chance he gets to try to make whatever, 900. Um, great game from R.J. Barrett. Important game from R.J. Barrett. Yes, the and one. Um, I'm glad someone pointed that out. And, uh, yeah, four of six from three. I mean, what 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 more can you want? Got to the line seven times. So two misses, but got to the line seven times. 
for me, my takeaway for this game, first and foremost, is going to be um, R.J. Barrett. They do not win the game without him. The other guy, man, they don't win this game without. There's a few guys they don't win this game without. Nerlens Noel, nearing a, a career high in minutes, played 41. Julius Randle, 42 minutes. This is one of those games where his stat line does not begin to approximate his impact on this game because Julius Randle did something that, again, we're talking about things that R.J. Barrett never did before. Let's talk about something Julius Randle never did before. He got into somebody's head on defense. This is a guy last year who we all watched defend or attempt to defend other people, and it was just like you're letting your shit on offense get to you on defense and you're not giving it your all on defense. And we all saw it. Um, and a lot of people pointed it out tonight. Let's why, like, I, again, I'll never say a bad thing about Clyde, but like Clyde tonight in the first half, especially um, someone pointed this out to me in a text was like, like, uh, what did he say? Randall was like being lethargic. I think was lethargic his word. And it's like, uh, I'm sorry, but it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> To shut down, and he shut down Sabonis. He locked him up. Thank you, Manny. He locked him up. He absolutely locked him up. Got in his head. Um, Sabonis for the night, and this includes that absolutely lucky as a prayer three-pointer at the end, made five field goals, finished with 15 points, only got to the line five times. Um, here's the thing. Here's all you need to know. Sabonis is not a three-point shooter. He had 15 points, and he had two threes. Um Meanwhile, Julius Randle, the guy who deservedly got the all-star spot ahead of Sabonis, even though Sabonis got in as an injury replacement, 28 points on 22 shots. I love how I started this out by saying um, Julius Randle didn't have, like, one of his best stat lines, and we could say that about 28 points on 22 shots. That, that is all you need to know about Julius Randle in the um, 2020-2021 NBA season. Three more wins in the Athletic Bystics Film School. We're not for sale, baby. We're taking this all the way. Uh, Randall was two of five from three. Obviously, the, the one late. Only got to the line twice. Ten rebounds, six assists, um, four big steals. And, you know, Tibbs' defensive scheme um, does not really allow for a lot of, a lot of uh, theft. Um, but they stole the ball a lot tonight. Led to a lot of fast break, fast break opportunities that were very frustrating because you felt like, oh my God, they're going to lose this game because they're not converting these fast breaks, um, and they won it anyway. And uh, six assists, five turnovers. Although again, um, uh, Roger, by the way, asks how was Rose. We'll talk about Rose in a bit because he had a nice line and he had a lot of assists. Obviously, a lot of points. I'm not sure it was his best game, but we'll get to Rose in a second. Um, Randall's turnovers this year. Which is again, I'm not. I, God, why am I hating on Clyde tonight? Clyde all year has said um, the turnovers are Randall's bugaboo, and yes, he still does have some turnovers that are are on him. But so many of his turnovers are attempts to just make the right play, and it's not happening. Um, but he's trying. He's making the effort to do the right thing, and it's not always going to happen. That's fine. It's it's okay. Um, okay. We're going to, I have to mention Noel before I talk about Frank, um, because for as much as I love what Frank did in this game and especially Frank at the end there, um, 
Jamal Zowell played 41 minutes, and he had eight points. Um, he was smart about not getting picking up that extra foul late. Only two blocks and one steal. I, I think that minimizes his impact. I thought Noel defensively in the pick and roll tonight was phenomenal. I thought he was excellent. I thought he did as good a job as, as could possibly be done. Um, the Knicks came out tonight and gave up a ton of points early to the Pacers. The Pacers, did they score 30 points in the first quarter? It feels like they did. Yes, they scored 32 points in the first quarter um, and over the only ended up with 107. Um, and I thought that was because of the improved pick and roll coverage from Noel. Great job by you. Uh, good job by you. Okay, now we can talk about it. Frank Nilakina. By the way, check it in before Emmanuel quickly to start this game. Hey, you like me now. Um, could you imagine if Noel could catch a ball from single nod? No, I can't. Um, we, I mentioned this um, quick aside, and then we'll go back to Frank. Uh, Spencer Perlman texted me um, in the first half, and he was commenting on the fact that you can't just give a blanket statement and say, this guy has good hands. And Nerland's Noel is proof of that. You either you have good hands on offense, and then you have good hands on defense. Nerland's Noel has some of the best hands on defense in the entire league. He has the worst hands on offense in the entire league. Huge discrepancy. Um, Michael Aaron with a comment. Big if. If they keep Elf out until the All-Star break, which, by the way, I had someone message me earlier saying they thought Elf would be out until the All-Star break. Frank continues his level of play the next three games. What do you think happens, if anything? Mm. That's a great question. Um, I, I I don't have a I'm – not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I don't want to give you an answer that I don't have a great feel for, and I don't have a great feel for this. I know what I want to happen. I know what we all want to happen. Um, if they – like, I mean, let's just – okay, fine. They win the next three games. And they go into the all-star break three games over 500. And Frank plays well and he's hitting shots. I mean, if there's a trade out there for him, maybe you get him out there to prove that he's healthy. And then you get that, and then you get that, that trade. Um, James Lee with a nice comment. A lot of fast breaks. I expected a career high from Toppin. Yeah, this wasn't Toppin's game tonight. That He got duped by that on that foul from Sabonis. But look, he's a rookie. He's going to have rookie games. Um Listen, like Chris Herring um, retweeted somebody, and I'm I don't have it handy, but someone made a clip of Frank doing a Frank thing on defense in the last game, and uh, Chris Herring retweeted it. I think it was yesterday, and noted as every not every as many a Nick fan have uh, pointed out over the last three and a half years, Frank is not a guy who shows up on the stat sheet, and sure enough, tonight on the stat sheet, Frank Nilakina had five points. Uh, two assists, one rebound, and did they credit him for that steal at the end? They didn't credit. They did credit him for that steal at the end. The Frank haters over the last three years have been like, "That's all well and good, but you like you can't start this guy at point guard and be like he does this cool little stuff on the side, and that's enough." And they're right. It's not enough. When you're counting on him to be like a major contributor to your offense. The nice thing about this team right now, and I can't believe I'm saying this because it's, there's still a part of me that doesn't believe it. 
But they don't need him to be that much because they have Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly and even Alec Burks, who was getting a little feisty tonight. Alec Burks, man, boy, you but Alec Burks seemed like tonight was the night where he's like, I'm going to break out playmaker Alec Burks and I'm going to show them all. Well, you showed us. Um, maybe put some of that back in reserve. Um, how Alec Burks only got credited with one turnover is beyond me because he got them into some um, compromising positions on offense a few times. Um, I think maybe a little bit less is more with Alec Burks. That said, he had a very nice game. Um, five points, um, contributed fine. Anyway, with this complexion of, of, of a roster, Frank could just be Frank. Finally, he could just be Frank. And he's being Frank. And he's doing an awfully good job. It only played 11 minutes. His impact was felt. Um, obviously, made both of the free throws at the end, hit his own only three. I thought the other take he had was good. That's fine. Um, Agent Super Argo, I hope I got that right. Anyone notice Peyton not participating in the team huddle for the final play? Mitch was in there and Peyton was the one standing away. Eh, I, don't, I don't put much in that. I think Peyton's a good teammate, and I think if if they do keep him for the long term, I think it's because he's a good teammate. Frank Nilakin is better than Draymond Green. Great comment from Mr. Sandman. Um, Jonas Plot. Frank seems to have accepted his off-ball role and is playing with less hesitancy, which is making a huge difference. Um, I agree with the less hesitancy part. I, I don't – I'm not going to pretend to know what Frank has and has not accepted. I think Frank is coming in and he's doing what he needs to do for this team when he gets minutes, as he should, because why not? Um, you're getting time. You might as well do what Coach wants and seem like a good soldier. Um, Rose was impersonating Peyton. That's a pretty funny comment. Yeah, we, let's let's – uh, uh, Digital – Madrigo, I, th I think I know who that is. Peyton was wearing the ugliest jacket I've ever seen. I did not care for Peyton's jacket, but then again, I have the worst fashion sense uh, ever. I'm wearing a fucking Wolverine shirt right now. Um, that's what happens when you become an old man. Um, let's talk about Derek Rose, because Derek Rose had a nice stat line. Derek Rose was 17 points on 11 shots, 11 assists, 5 steals. Um, I did think he was excellent on defense all the way through. Um, he had 4 turnovers. And I, I'm. It was a good game for Derrick Rose, but there are. I don't know. Maybe this is unfair of me, but it feels like there are times. Like, why do we always get aggravated at Alfred Payton? Because Alfred Payton, the negative plays seem to outweigh the positive plays. And I thought tonight from Derrick Rose, I don't think the negative plays outweigh the positive plays. But I thought his negative plays, where he was just getting stripped, like in live dribble situations. They hurt. And if the Knicks lost this game, I would have thought back to to a couple of those plays. Um, <laughs> overratedness, 38 minutes for Rose's elder abuse. That's very true. These are good comments. Jeremy Chase also pointed that out. That's very fair. Uh, Derek Rose should not be playing 38 minutes. And listen, um, this is a game where, and, and you know, I've been Mr. Thibodeau all season long. Here he has the Knicks. Over under of 21 and a half games, 22 and a half, whatever it is, they're 17 and 17. He's in the running for coach of the year. Um, can you get on him for playing Derrick Rose 38 minutes tonight? Yeah, you can. Because um, he shouldn't be playing that much. And that's, you know, that is a head coach who is like, I want to win this fucking game. 
And we're all sitting here and we're all thrilled that they won this game. And despite what I said about Rose a minute ago, do they win this game if Derrick Rose plays 25 minutes? Do they win this game if Derrick Rose plays 30 minutes? I don't know. How important is that? I don't know. Um, but Tibbs is, <laughs> Tibbs is playing to win and they're winning. So you have to, we, we all have to reckon with that. And I personally, as you all know, think that there's a lot more good than bad that comes from that. But if you want to get on him, I, that's one of those things. I can't tell you, oh, that's unfair. It's very fair. Um, Mensa Smith, in Rose's defense, TJ McConnell is the most annoying perimeter defender this side of Pablo Prigioni. Fantastic comment. That's why, like, I got excited before the game because Brogdon was out. And then I turn on the TV and I'm like, oh, shit, it's TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell makes you earn it, man. And, like, that guy is probably never going to be more than a $3 million, $4 million a year player in the league. And maybe he shouldn't. But, like, whew, I just want I want that guy on my team. I don't want that guy starting on my team. Um, but I want that dude on my team. And like we see why every time we play them and he's like that every night he's like that every night because I've, I've occasionally watched the Pacers even though they're not the most fun team to watch and um yeah man CJ McConnell shout out to him um Zach Lowe who I who I worship of course I and he's he's commented on this comment before early on in his career he he made it uh an offhanded joke about like TJ McConnell's great if you want like an extra guy in the video room and uh, he, he has since, you know, walked back on that because that dude's a, a, a good NBA player. Um, ball 24-7. This is a game the Knicks would have usually lost in the past. I don't know about any of you, but when they were down six, was it six or was it five? It was five in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. I'm like, I got that the pit in my stomach and it wasn't the Guinness. I got that pit in my stomach. I'm watching it. I'm like, motherfucker. They were just up nine, and they re- it was uh, uh, five. Okay. Um, they were just up nine, and they relaxed for half a second. You know, and Tibbs, you know, got the right guys in the game, and he did what he had to do. Um, and it, they just let the lead slip away, and it was – I have to read this. Robert Cross, what do you pair with the chicken cutlet tonight to celebrate 500? I have, I, I do actually need to eat. I commented to my wife before. I'm very hungry. I don't know. There's no chicken cutlets in the house. I'm going to have to eat something else. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe I'll find a slice of pizza um, somewhere in Long Island. Um, and I was like, they're going to lose this game. And it's going to be a bad loss. And I'm going to come on here. I'm going to be a miserable fuck. And I'm going to have to deal with everybody, you know, raising hay. And it's going to be less – it's going to be not fun. And here we are. We had a chance to get back to 500, and we blew it. And that's what I was prepared for. And then R.J. Barrett happened. And, um, man, I don't know what it is about this team, but it's something. It's something, and it's fun, and it's real. Um- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, here's the thing. You can't say it's not real anymore because with this win tonight, they're going to have, I think, actually the Pacers might still have a better net rating than them, but they, they, the Knicks have the, I believe it's the 13th ranked net rating in basketball. You can't, you can't fake that through 34 games and you can't fake that, um, you know, You can't fake it with this group of guys. Like, they're short on talent. We know that. And I'll I'll hype up everybody, but, like, I think it's real. Um, Let's see. Steve Popper asked Tibbs about being 500 and moving up to fourth in the East. He was not interested, as you would expect. Yeah, I bet he's not. Um, I wonder what Tibbs actually expected from this year. I don't. I don't know. Um, anybody else I need to talk about? Bullock was four for eleven, one for four from deep. Did not have his best game. Um, talked about Toppin was whatever. Knox gave him some, you know, two quality two minutes the first half. Uh, Ty just hurt um, quickly. Three for four from deep. Ho hum. Emmanuel quickly ten points on six shots. It's like we've come to expect it. Um, yeah, just. I don't know what this is if this is the most important win since whatever, but it feels important. All right, let's take some questions. Uh, Dane Kilmore, who you got for our center with ties likely missing games? Um, mm. I bet she goes to Knox. That would be my guess. My guess would be he goes to Knox and um, he, he plays Randall as the backup five. Um, he pushes Noel to 30. Well, let's see. Let's think about this. If he pushes Noel to 35 minutes, which is the most he probably wants to push Noel, that leaves 13 minutes left over. If Randall plays those 13 minutes at center and you play Randall 38 minutes, that means he's playing 25 minutes at the four, which means you have to figure out um, another, sorry, I'm doing this math in my head, another 23 minutes for the four throughout the game. So can you get 23 minutes of backup power forward out of Obi Toppin and Kevin Knox? Yes. Yes, you can. That's so I th- that's what I think he'll do. I think he'll put, I think he'll put Randall essentially make Randall a backup five. And uh, he'll have Knox play. If Taj misses games, I, you know, we'll see if he misses games. Um, are we ever going to see Randall and Toppin together? Yeah, I think you're going to see it pretty soon if, if Taj misses games. Um, Tim West Wetmore. I said it. 5% for $8 million. 
I can't even read the rest of this. This is ridiculous. Um, you could be you could do my presentation on Shark Tank. Hey, is this Yash? Did I just see Yash? Drunk Macri math is great. You know what? Drunk Macri math is better than most sober people's math. I just figured that out in my head. So whatever. Is that the pipe picture signed by JR? Um, no, it's not signed by JR, but that is the pipe picture. Um, great. These are fantastic questions. Yash, I thought you were watching a movie. Um, what else we got? We're storming the Little Caesars Arena. Actually, let's 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 talk about this for a second. The Knicks are seventeen and seventeen. They're five hundred in the NBA. They have a five hundred record. They were not relegated to the G League. They have a five hundred record in the NBA. Um, by the way, thanks a lot, Brooklyn. You couldn't fucking show up tonight against Dallas. Fuck off. Um, okay, so. We have three games now again, two against Detroit, one against San Antonio. I would sign. <laughs> Rip your shirt, Rackley. I would sign for two and one. Would anybody else sign for two and one? I would sign for two and one. Because I feel like Tuesday night or tomorrow night is a classic trap game. Um, it's a back to back. Obviously, they're they're going on the road, so they they're getting on on a plane in a few minutes or whatever, a little bit, um, you know. And if they lose that game, then we'll be thrilled with two and one, because then you got to go, you got to play San Antonio, and then you got another game against Detroit. Um, I would sign for two and one right now. Yeah, Yash, one hundred percent sign for two and one. Um, MC's audio says I legitimately think three and zero is possible. I think it's possible. But, oh, boy. If they ever went 3-0 and they finished the first half of the season 20-17, and I'm fairly certain they would be fourth in the East because Toronto, well, if Toronto went undefeated, they could they could join them. Man, these are high times right now. Oh, boy. I don't even know. It's overwhelming. I don't even have the words. I always have words. I don't have the words. Um, Chris Lubin, don't you think Frank should take Bullock's minutes? More playmaking, just as good on catch and shoot, and definitely better at defense. Um, I wasn't going to say this. Uh, Frank did get caught uh, by Aaron Holiday. Uh, he actually got caught three times. Uh, Aaron Holiday beat him off the dribble. But that's always been Frank's kind of little um, un- unspoken weak spot on defense. These fast little guards are able to get by him. Um, Still, you'd like to see him not not foul on those plays. Is Frank a better contributor than Reggie Bullock right now? I don't know. I think Reggie's defense is a little underrated. I think his three point shooting he gets those he gets those looks off so fast. Um, whereas Frank, we're still you know he's still an emerging three point shooter. I I mean it's neck and neck. Do I think you should replace him? Here's what I think. And, I, and I'm a broken record and nobody's going to like this, but I'll say it anyway. I think there is something to the order and the, the the structure that Tibbs has instituted here. And guys know, like, look, I'm going out there. I'm doing what I have to do. Reggie Bullock could look at himself in the mirror and be like, look, I'm hitting 37% of my threes. I'm playing good defense. Um, I'm doing what I have to do. I'm making the right play every time. I have my role. No one's going to take my role, for, and I think there's something important to that. But you know, I, I, that's that's just me. If you want to, you could be open to disagree on that one. Um, 
Yeah, and I don't want to mess with Frank. I, I like Frank in this role. That's another thing. Good comment by uh, um, Harrison Rich. Um, do, do, do. Can't wait for Frank versus DSJ. Oof. It's like Ali Frazier, Frank versus DSJ. Here we go. Giddy up. Um, let's see. Give me some more questions. Um, MC's Audio. Macri, got to have you back on Mike in New Haven again. Shoot me a shoot me a message. I'll come on. What what is that? Bumbo Clat D Nick's win. I don't know what that means, but fantastic comment. Um, and actually, it's Rose versus uh, DSJ. Derek Rose versus Dennis Smith Jr. That is the battle we have always been waiting for. Um, yes, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, starting. Uh, Kareem Asar. Are there any trade targets to replace Bullock in the lineup because he was terrible? That's very mean. Uh, Chris Lubin, thank you so much, Chris, uh, for the contribution to the super chat. We appreciate it here at KFS. Um, trade targets. I do think that they will look to upgrade the, sh the starting shooting guard position. I just don't know. You know, I don't know who's out there. Um, there's just, it's a really weird market because if you're looking at the standings right now and you're talking about buyers and sellers, who are your definitive sellers right now? Cleveland's a seller. Detroit's a seller. Um, Minnesota doesn't own their draft pick. Are, is Minnesota really sellers? Um, Houston's a seller, but again, they only have Oladipo and Tucker, and Tucker doesn't fit us. Sacramento, are they a seller? I don't want Buddy Healed. Oklahoma City will sell. Do you want George Hill? Okay, but there's just there's not a lot of sellers. Um, Connor Vorhouse, thank you so much. I love you. Um, Michael Aaron with another comment. Take a sip of Guinness. Okay. <laughs> And let yourself dream for a sec. Knicks finish fourth, go berserk, and win a playoff series. <laughs> One step at a time, Michael. I would love that, though. That would make me so happy. I, I was. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'll be personal for a half a second. Um, I was. I was sitting on the couch, going crazy for this game. And um, I, as I told you before, my daughter came down because she woke up because she doesn't sleep for shit. And here's my my pregnant wife on the couch who thought she was going into labor last night. Um, and is I, hopefully I can watch tomorrow's game and, uh, my daughter's there like snuggling up with my wife. We're all watching this game and my daughter is watching me watch this game and she's giggling because her grown man father is acting like a complete ass clown watching this. And, uh, you know, I looked at that and I'm like, this is all I've ever wanted in life. And it is, it really is all I've ever wanted in life. The Knicks are good. And, um, I get to do this and uh, I'm the luckiest guy in the world and um, have a great, great family too. So uh, sorry, I had to just get sentimental for a moment because I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it tonight. This is just really wonderful. Um, Macri always wiping that left eye. Illuminati. Maybe. I don't know what that means. Uh, Detroit pizza is blowing up. Why? Um, David Futternick. David Futternick. Have you been to Detroit and had actual Detroit pizza? Um, I had it once. We, my wife and I did a road trip to Detroit, and we had, uh, I think it's Buddy's Pizza, I believe is the name of it. I loved it. It gave my wife a stomachache. It was good, but I don't know what the obsession is because New York pizza is better. Um, Peter B., with Noel's play, do you think Mitchell Robinson's value is taking a hit? That's a really good question. Let me think about that for a sec. Do I think Mitchell Robinson's? 
Mm, no, um, I don't think it's taking a hit because I think I think their ceiling is higher with Robinson. I think Robinson's ceiling is higher than Noel's because um, we you know we can't forget Robinson is is not only in his third year versus Noel being in his whatever seventh, but Robinson came to the game late and you feel like he still has more strides in him. But do I do I think from a negotiating perspective, if you're Leon Rose, you can approach this next Mitchell Robinson contract and they really are in a good situation because they could go to Mitchell Robinson's people, whoever they are right now. And I've I mentioned this before and they could say, look, we're comfortable keeping you on your contract for next year and have you play this out for $1.8 million. We would also like to re-sign you for a long-term contract for three or four seasons, but here's the number we're going to give. And we're not really going to budge off that number. And I, I've said before, I think some people think I'm low. I think that number is somewhere in the range of 10 to $12 million a year. Um, and I think that's a fair number for him. Um, right now, at this point, um, might he get more on the open market, you know, in a season? Possibly. But I think, yeah, it's, I think it's hurt his value a little bit. But at the same time, I don't think it, it is like completely wiped away the possibility that the Knicks are going to be willing to pay him a, a decent amount of money. Um, I hope that was um, I hope that was an OK answer. Um, Mitch has more motor. Um, Mitch. Mitch is just a – he's a funny animal. I love Mitch. I don't want Mitch to go anywhere. I want Mitch to be here for a long time. Um, <laughs> watch Peyton come back and they go 0-3. Get that out of here. Um, 15 is a lot for a guy who's averaging 8-8. Eight eight. Like, yeah, you know, I, I think – and I've done this many times with Mitch. I throw around the Capella contract, right? We all throw around the Capella contract. Capella signed for five years and $80 million. And you're like, well, Mitch has a higher ceiling than Capella. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's true. but like. Capella's really good. Like he was on the outskirts of the outskirts of the all-star conversation this year. Like Clint Capella has been the, I don't know, 35th best player in the Eastern conference this year, 30th, 32nd, something like that. He's been really good. And like, we have yet to see, I love what we've seen from Mitch this year. We have yet to see quite that level of consistency. Um, but listen, if he comes back from his injury and he, and he's better than Capella than, you know, it's a different conversation. Um, he's a better offensive player, too, uh, Capella is, than, than Mitch. I agree with that. Um, if they re-sign Frank, how much should they pay? Who? God. I'd give Mitch uh, – or I'd give Frank – I'd give Frank six to seven million dollars a year. I think that's a nice number. Yeah, six to seven million dollars a year. Somebody's saying four to five million. Somebody's saying eleven. I'm not sure if they're saying eleven million for for Mitch or or Frank, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, look around at players who like are fit the Frank archetype. They just don't tend to get paid a whole lot, um, even if they are undervalued. So yeah. $11,000 for Frank, for Joe Curry. Very nice. Give Frank the max. Yes, sure. Why not? All right. A um, couple more comments. Yeah, the Chris, the Chris Dunn comp I pointed to before. He only got $5 million a year, so and only two years. Um, three for 20. 
Oof. Yeah, I'd, uh, that's probably the most I'd go. That's That sounds like a lot, though, too. Three for 20 for Frank. I'd do it, but I love Frank, so I'm probably not the best person to ask. Um, okay. Uh, what has our defensive ranking been since Noel entered the lineup? Um, I remembered you. I said that uh, I'd be happy if it was top 15. Uh, I'm going to look up that right now, actually, because Mitchell Robinson has been out for. Of course, I have Mitchell Robinson's stats handy because when are they ever far? So Mitch has been out now for seven games. Is that correct? He's been out for seven games. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Um, I think it has been pretty good. Um, but I'll take one more question in the meantime while I'm looking this up. Uh, do, do, do. $2 million for McDermott. I wish we had McDermott back. I miss Doug McDermott a lot. Um, can you center a package for Beal around Mitch now that we have Noel not giving up RJ? I'm sorry. I wish the, the package for um, Bradley Beal could center around uh, Mitchell Robinson. Sadly, I do not think that's going to be the case. Um, let's see. What else? Sebastian Gardenhire is mad at me because I'm singling out Rose. I, I, I thought Rose played a good game. Um, and I agree, RJ was, was not great early. I, I just, you know, I thought those turnovers were like, they hurt you a lot. Um, you know, not everybody's going to agree with my opinions. It's okay. Um, heck, Brizo. Uh, the fact that we're pulling it out with Mitch just means that our team can hit another level after the All-Star break. I think that's a really good comment. Um, yeah, I agree with that. So the defensive rating without Mitchell Robinson in the lineup – I'm not sure if this encompasses tonight's game is 109.4 or if they didn't update their, it's either 109.4 or 110.6. Either way, it's good. Um, Over the course of a full season, those numbers would rank in the top 10. So they have still had a top 10 defense without Mitchell Robinson and with New Orleans in his place, which, yeah, I mean, credit to Tibbs, credit to the other guys. Um, it's good stuff. Okay, um, I think I think that's it. I am going to go um, relax with the rest of my Guinness. Um, I hope to see everybody here tomorrow night. If you don't see me here tomorrow night, uh, you will see someone else here who will be able to talk intelligently about this game. If you don't see me here, it's because that um, I am – um, either preparing to be a, a father yet again or am a father yet again. Um, but I would really like it if my wife is, by the way, is that unfair of a husband to ask of her wife? Can you not give birth until after my Knicks have a chance to get above 500? I don't think that's an unfair ask. I think, you know, when you, when you take your vows, if the, it's not explicitly stated through thick and thin and health and sickness and all that, and through waiting until the game is over to give birth. It's implied if it's not explicitly stated. So hopefully my wife can comply. If she can't comply, I apologize on behalf of her and from me. Um, But uh, this was fun. Great win. Awesome stuff. Everybody's going to sleep well tonight. Have a, have a cocktail, have a shot, have a beer, have something. 
um, cheers to our 500 Knicks. Long time coming. And, um, oh, I'm supposed to probably say what's in the chat from my producer. Programming alert. New KFS pod Monday at midnight, as usual. Yes. I'm recording early tomorrow with Jeremy. So the pod will be there. Um, so make sure you, you, you know, listen and the whole thing. All right. I'll see you later. Adios.